By the way, I, by the way, I like your Reno 911 look with your mustache. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Hey, everybody. This is Scott. Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. Uh, Scott, how you doing? I like to clarify. I'm the clarifier. Uh, Scott? I like you just the way you are. And real Scott, how are you? Shut up, Scott. Yes, Scotty! He's back! Woo! Hey, Scott. Well done, Jeff. It was nice. I uh, I thought you were having a senior moment at first. <laughs> and I was like, oh, should I correct him? You just called yourself Scott. And uh-oh, now you called Zach Scott. That's oh. so funny because uh, the crew, and then when I say crew, I mean Zach and Jeff got together at the liquor store when we were prepping for <laughs> the podcast. Oh, just nice. brown bagging it. Yeah. And uh, Zach said, "Hey, I because I asked, where's is Scott coming? Is is he is he alive?" And Zach said, "Well, if Scott does miraculously show up, then let's just intro a little differently and just say you're Scott, and then everybody's Scott. We got to make up for lost time. But <laughs> but it's interesting." Andy, that you were like, should, should I should I correct him? Like you had some thought. Zach's like, it'll throw Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it did throw me. I was like, oh no, we got to start uh, over. Oh, we're gonna have to redo this one. I'm starting to think in he's terms. He's calling everybody Scott. Oh, does he even know what he's doing? <laughs> I'm I'm happy from an episode or two ago when I said semicolons. They just can't go all the way. <laughs> they just don't it, go all the way. Yes. And it made Andy laugh and stumble a little, <laughs> just a little I bit. I lost that. I could... Now I'm thinking like, okay, how do I how do I mess with Andy every time? <laughs> Whoa, I like that. Yeah. A strategy. Strategery. Uh, speaking of strategy, we didn't think ahead in our strategy when we poured and shared one bottle between between four of us, yeah, which means our bo- our glasses are not empty. But what was it that we got our way through, and now what are we going to move on to in terms of beer? Uh, it, the real Scott has the bottle. It was the Russian River, row two, row two hills fifty six, row two hill fifty six. The story of Simcoe. No, no, it's a road to the road to the sixty six. No, no, that's not it, man. Road two. Come on, Joe. Come on, Uncle Joe. You know the hill. You know. Come on, man. You know the hill. When I first read that, think about it. Are they doing a crappy run to the hills pun, or is that just is that totally separate? It could it could be a reference to their actual row of hops. I'm guessing. I don't know. Can I see that? Simcoe. Row two. Hill 56. I think, yeah, the story of Simcoe. These are going to go quick because this is a pint bottle and we're splitting it between four of us. This is kind of a taste. We're learning our lessons. There's so much beer that you guys brought too. We got Russian. We have a very special one coming up later in the show. That's called a tease. Blind Pig, Russian River Brewing Company. This is, um, I believe it's a single IPA. There's so much Russian River beer on the podcast lately, which I'm not complaining about. I'm... Jeff is looking for Pliny or Pliny, depending on how it was out. Uh, Pliny the Elder, and it was not there. But these are are very good in their own right. Now, maybe even better just based on the fact that uh, Pliny is so overhyped. It's overhyped. It's still great beer. This is only 5.4%, though. And sometimes I feel like... It was good to start with that. I don't get my money's worth. 
Really? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because, you know. You got the rest there, Andy. Yes, I do. Yeah, because the you blind pig. Last time. I know. I kind of got the short end of the mug. Look at that. All right. Well, mm. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited Scott's here. Yeah. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but. Uh, Scott's back. Scott's back. It's not my love language, but I'll take it. Now it's time to get our Scott back. <laughs> Scott back. <laughs> what? Attention? That's not your love language? Well, it depends on what type of attention, but. Not this particular time. By the way, do you think Jesus made women horny? <laughs> I, I'm going to pretend you didn't Zach, say what? that. Don't laugh. I thought about this coming over here. Um, and I don't know. I just got in the Austin Powers moment. I'm like, do I make you Randy? And I thought, does Jesus make people, did, did Jesus make women a little... They pr- there, like there was he, had probably, a, he probably had a quiet confidence about him. There was probably an attraction to him. Sure, my goodness. I mean, for I mean, seriously, how come this isn't in the Bible anywhere? Like John and none of them wrote about. Uh, there was a you know there was this time the Bible shot its uh, erotica wad in uh, Song of Solomon right, or Song of Songs, right, 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 right. Uh, formerly called Song of Solomon, the artist mm. formerly known as. Mm. Uh, there's some pretty good erotica in there if you're looking for some hot biblical I'm not, action. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that question. That that lends itself to the always fascinating the how human was Jesus or the humanity of Jesus and you're supposed what, to be fully human. But, but it's not even a question of Jesus it's about humanity. Jesus. It's about people's reaction to him. Yeah. yeah. But but that also begs question was Jesus did Jesus get horny for women I'm gonna I'm go sure. out on a limb and say no I'm gonna go on a Why limb and not? say he experienced desire and I so if you okay desire it, okay desire whatever whatever so if you if you take it to I mean, the point the uh, asymptote uh, where he doesn't cross into sin okay sure you Let's know, guys. Whoa, wait, wait, wait Actually, a second. Wait a second. Where we, we is... did have a pool, and somebody bet ten to one odds that somebody would say asymptote on this podcast. So drink up, everyone. <laughs> okay, oh, great. Right. I'm drinking. <laughs> Scott, drink. You made us drink. Tonight's <laughs> word is asymptote. And everybody dip. drink when we yes. say asymptote. And dipshit. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. Those are two words that don't ever get used in this podcast. Asymptote and dipshit. We've hardly ever said butthole, but I guess I, that's hyphenated. Well, I did call my daughter Which is also butthole two words. yesterday. Well, no, I guess it's, it's probably the color of my ass. Tope. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. It's probably right around there. So right, people are exiting the podcast yeah, we, <laughs> right we, now. We, I did have a generator unless, early. They're I like, did, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was waiting for, was Jesus horny or not? I, I do have a serious question. Um, unless you guys want to follow this rabbit trail that you laid out, that's fine with me too. I don't know about being laid out. Mine but, is sex uh, is related to, is sexual in nature as well. And okay, it's a serious wait a question. Sec- wait a second. Okay. Scott, I have a feeling that you are scoffing at me because I am talking about the Jesus Christ and him walking the earth, being around other females, and me actually even just talking about the possibility that he could have been attractive. Sexually attracted? Yes. I 
I feel like you're what kind of I like I I answered that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So you he, said he could have found Jeff, he could have already found trying to women. bait Scott. He could have found women beautiful. You're out of practice. Beautiful. Get a little closer okay, to that sure. microphone. Beautiful. Enjoy it. Yeah. Why not? Beautiful. Confront the microphone. Then, mm-hmm. like, where where are the stories of Jesus trying to you know move on in and. You know, where any stories the, of Jesus that's the minus a couple of, move that's, on in and what Jeff keep going. No, we, know, we, can, we can, uh, we can make, keep it there. Make his the move. gospel of Thomas, I think. And that's, you know, the whole, it's where they, like he, where he goes off and marries Mary Magdalene and has kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, Jeff, wait, Jeff doesn't my- even read the Bible. Why would he read an <laughs> apocryphal book? I'm in, and that's the <laughs> other word we're drinking tonight. Apocryphal. <laughs> Hold up, okay. so, 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 Jeff, I do, I do, I am scoffing because this, this has been something that's been brought up and debunked uh, many years ago. Oh, and what was the Dan Brown book? Wait, what do you mean? Right, that's that's the Da Vinci Code. Uh, da Vinci Code. That's, that's the what whole it was. premise yes. of the Da Vinci Code. Is yeah. Oh, okay, is great. That now he's interested. Now yeah, I'm learning something. Yeah, that the cup of Christ is. A child that he had with Mary Magdalene, yeah, which was always Sorry, a work I'm of in, fiction. I'm awestruck. Ex- yes, except Dan Brown presented it as like historical. <laughs> Good old DB. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So it has been discussed. What you call him by his Contemplated. I don't know. <laughs> the Gospel of Thomas was written many hundreds of so years told later. Me, hey, just call me DB. My friends call me DB. Okay, so. And it's not really a gospel. Just call, they, it right. But backing up, whether or not he had kids is a yeah. different question to whether or not he but it all, was attracted. Yeah, I JC know. was a Jew. It just it all goes. Is, it, does it, sexual it can attraction all piece together? Just wouldn't make any sense that you know one of the pinnacles of of life is you know you will you'll leave your mother and father. You'll. You'll be with a, your spouse. You'll find that holy of holies, and you are amen, and you will procreate. That's a blasphemous, man. Come on. Wait, what? <laughs> I oh the that is actually holy. blasphemous. It might be. Because <laughs> that's the most sacred. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Is what I'm sheltering <laughs> under right now, and that's biblical, Scott. <laughs> Zach. Zach's literally <laughs> taking cover underneath the stereo equipment. Scott Tonight's is- grace score is Zach seven thousand. <laughs> Scott two. I, yeah, I'm, it may be a little higher, but yeah, appreciate it. It's that. just since the podcast started. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> you can accrue points as uh, we go along. So much more so, grace than you. Yeah, that the, the command to Adam and Eve was that they would uh, be go fruitful for mu- and multiply. multiply. Um, that was also given to Noah and his family after the flood. Uh, but there, there were also calls to for some of the prophets to be celibate. Um, and there's no, there's just because there's a command to be fruitful and multiply doesn't mean that Jesus falls under that. True. Okay. Now, uh, it's just it's Jeff. Jeff, can you? Can yeah, you, I can stop right there. I no, no, stop. you don't have to stop, but. Uh, quick question, just for just for shits and giggles, does uh, physical attraction equal lust? No, no. Well, that's why I said where if he's want to if you want to use the word desire as as that desire approaches sin, which would be lust, 
the lust aspect, and then Jesus and maybe that line stops different. short of lust or sinning. Maybe that line's different for different people and different for the same person at different points in their life. Because I, I, I have been through periods of uh, thinking of lust in terms of like, oh, if if you're attracted at all, like therefore it's lust, oh, really? which creates like this is back in the day. Um, which creates its own pattern of lust because Last you, week. Like, ins- you like teach yourself that lust is attraction, which is not healthy. Were you part of the little rascals, he man, woman haters club? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I actually, I read a pamphlet by Scott Holbert on <laughs> dating and attraction. Uh, it's kidding. called gouge your eye out kid. <laughs> Ladies equal babies. <laughs> um, speaking of that, I got a question. So seriously, I've been thinking about this question a lot. You just think- eyeballed me again, Zach, for the second week in a row. Because I'm looking for permission to ask this question because you kind of started that last one. Okay. It's the same ballpark. Okay. Generally. Scott's going to have to play make-believe and imagine you're married. I hate to tell you this, but it's hard for okay. Scott to play make-believe. He is getting better at it, though. Okay. Would you guys... Uh, for a day or just maybe for one time if this was possible experience sex with your wife as your wife oh my god I was so scared for a moment <laughs> just wait uh, say that one more time uh, what would you think I was going to say wait, I have no idea but I'm so scared um, like what <laughs> You're, you said like if you could imagine <laughs> he's, Jeff's scared because he's going to have to answer and then he, okay just one be, more time would you make love with your wife and Scott's pretend wife? Not you and <laughs> <laughs> not Scott's hey, how pretend dare wife. You? <laughs> uh, how dare you? her good name. Jeff just no. had a three-way with an, oh, somebody God! that doesn't exist. Oh, God, don't say that. Don't say that. It doesn't exist. Well, Melinda Gates is now recently She's available. Show, That's so, what I heard. You know. She's on the market. Oh, sad. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Would you experience sex as your wife? Like you just imagine your soul, your body and soul are different. We all believe that, right? Your look is the same as mine because it came out the same way. Experience sex with your wife as your wife. Yes. You, your soul, this was experimented with. You are on top of yourself. No, nope. Catching. Almost choked on my Russian river. You get to, guys, use your imaginations. You get to. I think we are. That's the problem. problem. People right now are just gagging. They're frustrated. They're please move forward. Well, Mark Driscoll wants to know. You guys have already masturbated. So, and if you did it looking in the mirror, you're like one step along this way of imagining. Clean up on aisle three. Clean up on aisle three. For the for the listener, if you haven't heard that, Mark Driscoll once said that it, you are committing a homosexual act when you masturbate and look at yourself. <laughs> God, he was Jesus. one of the biggest megachurch pastors terrible. at one time. I just imagine that they're <laughs> may his ministry I'll, rest in peace. Aisle three is where they keep the mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna blow a gasket. <laughs> okay, for the seventh no, time, Zach. A, one more time. This is a serious question. If we got to keep the mirrors in the guys, back, you guys. We got to move them to the back. <laughs> <laughs> this is our fifth janitor that's quit this month. This is, I, I can't, I can't appoint any more janitors. Get the mirrors out of the church. Just get bathroom. them out of here. <laughs> uh, 
I know. Um, All right. Have you seen the show or do you know of Altered Carbon? It's a Netflix series where the person's soul is in what's called a stack that goes into the back of their head and their bodies are called the sleeves. And so who they are, as long as the stack doesn't get destroyed. Yeah, it's a little Black Mirror-ish. Their body is not them. Your body, you're, you're more than your body. I think we all agree with that. Get uploaded into someone else's body. And so if you imagine that, like if if you could, I think this is actually a pretty deep question, Um, you know, sophomoric stuff aside, which I'm I'm with you guys, but would you experience uh, sex one time the way your wife experiences sex with you? um, Or does that just seem like a total foreign concept? I think if if we modify your question a little bit, we'll get a, a more interesting answer. Don't make it don't make it about sex, but make it about you know other other types of interactions. Because I'm still making it about sex. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I just wonder we're all going to get hung up on that. Wait, so so, so you so you, I'm not trying your, to crap on your question. Your I'm trying to I'm trying to get you the question that you really downloaded want. into your you, wife's you body. You crap. No, in this. In this situation, you know exactly. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. When we okay, Scott again, pretend land. But for and uh, Scott, you've had sex before, I think. You don't need to preface anymore. Go. Um. Uh, I'm I'm guessing sex for all of us is not all created equal. Sometimes there are moments of just, um, where. You're not just one physically, but you're kind of, you're really close in the moment, and it is a, a spiritual experience. It's very powerful, and sometimes it's like hey, we got to we got to knock this out. The kids are coming home soon, and, and it's less magical. But would you, if you imagine the most magical time you're together, where you two are one in spirit and body, uh, um, would it take it to the next level if you knew exactly? how she was experiencing you and vice versa. And would you do that just so you could know? And, and that might actually connect you more in this, uh, hypothetical. Uh, I would Is never, clear? <clears throat> I don't know about the experience. But Andy's would, eyes are closed. I don't know about the experience, but I would never ever want to be inside my wife's head. Okay. That's a good answer. I like that answer. I'm going to selectively edit that clip. Because yeah, you could take that. That, that could be uh, as I was saying. I'm going yeah. to chop it right yeah, away. Oh, I know it could be taken a few different yeah, ways. We'll, we'll use that as a drop. <laughs> I, I I just Scott. I'm not thinking even right sure. now. Scott, what you're thinking right now is blasphemous. You stop it now. It just he's like I think it is. Like if I I just I just I'm going back to like. If I could be a, like it, I would be the a woman with me on top of me. That's that's just that just seems like what, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm not asking you to think that hard about it. Okay. It's it's more like you, because um, then no, the answer would be no if that was the situation. <laughs> because how much more? Okay. So <laughs> in a bit when you're communicating well, there's always stuff that goes unsaid, and especially something about sex. A, a lot of times. For whatever reason, I'm not speaking for any of us here, but a lot of times Christians suck at talking about sex with their partner. Um, and so how how much more, if you're on the same page with the person about what they want and what they what they desire, 
and them with you, how much better does it get? And, and I think we all experience that from time to time to varying degrees, but like, what if that was on steroids and where you, not that you're having sex with yourself, but you, for one time, just for poops and giggles for this mind experiment, you got to (laughs) have that. I'm laughing because you chose to edit right now. I know. <laughs> so if you guys don't have an answer, that's fine. Uh, that wasn't my let's I talk had an about answer. this the whole podcast. Scott had an answer. Andy, your answer? Andy uh, would like I to change the question and answer? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm a sensitive lover, Zach. I feel like I'm very in tune with my wife. What does that mean? I don't though? doubt that at what all. Does it, does it mean to feel what your wife is feeling? Yes. It, it, means, it means to feel what she's feeling, to have her desires... Um, is that so to you, have her preferences the idea of like being like okay this is how okay so you're getting to the not talking not communicating about sex so much because if we did maybe we'd find out like all the ins and outs and like ways that it's good and gratifying and it's like but get even, the most out of it even if even if thing. there's not an issue and and both people are satisfied as I'm sure we all are um, Speak for yourself. And I definitely am. Uh, oh, me too. But. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, just, I think it would be next level. Like, for, like Andy said, you could insert a different thing. Like You sp- could insert a Whoa. different thing. I that's mean, exactly if, what Andy said. If that's your thing. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want. As long as both parties. I feel like I need to get a beer. No, I'm saying insert, <laughs> beer. insert a different idea. We do have a special beer coming up. That's another tease. It's coming right up, ladies and gentlemen. Should we do it now or should we do so, it later? So we the equivocal, maybe the because we can't actually do that, the equivocal real life anal- uh, real, real life just application be like talking to each other. would be like, hey, I really don't like when you do this. Or I really like when you do that. That's a better way to put it. Or something. Yeah, uh, you no. Know, and maybe, maybe I'm still working on framing this um, this idea. I love when you rub my earlobes. You, you know what's seen popped in my head that felt uh, interesting in a different way would be what it was like. What it would be like to be your spouse when you are in a major fight. That's a good one too. And to understand how they're feeling, especially on things that you don't see eye to eye on, where you feel like you're not, you know, you're at, you're at complete odds with them on something. I think that that would be very interesting because your, your own perception is just clouding everything in front of you. And you're just like, what do you mean? This is the way things are. This is how I see it. How can you not see it this way? Yeah. I think it would be, it would be too much. It would be almost be God mode in a relationship if you could spend like, a month is you know i think that movie was called freaky friday yeah probably <laughs> where the mom and the it's been daughter done before well I'll, swat yeah. places and then jason bateman did it too right what was that movie the switch the switch With ryan Jennifer reynolds aniston i think right yeah ryan reynolds and jason bateman switched yeah With so if you haven't right? ejected from she the podcast yet Cool I'm cliche. you are now. Yeah. The point is, talk to your spouse. <laughs> I'll tear up my script I was working on. <clears throat> Ask her what they like, what they don't like. That's that's the... Do it in essay format. That is the gist of yeah. it, Scott. Honey, it's, can you yes. send me an email, notarized, just just so we're clear? It's less about sex. <laughs> I notarized. Pick sex, I pick sex because sex is very intimate and yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's like, intimacy doesn't equal sex but that is a very 
intimate and vulnerable part of the relationship. And I think even just living, knowing, maybe knowing all that your wife knows and how, how they, how they respond to everything or how they uh, interpret and analyze everything. If you experience what they experienced for a month, maybe that makes your, your relationship long-term less interesting because you have more answers than you should. And And is that called empathy? Something like that? Yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah. That's what most humans call it. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means, but spotted, Jeff, you were raising your hands. Spotted in no, the wild. I, I like, see it. In it has some I don't native so habitat. One, I, I don't think it's, it's possible empathy. to know what you're ask what you're asking. I do the Well quest- no shit, Jeff. It doesn't exist. You can't upload yourself in other people's brains. <laughs> yeah. Well no. Even having someone uh, my wife explain it. Still wouldn't do it. However, the what you brought up. Well, you have to listen, Jeff. Of, <laughs> b- well, there Explain you go. Explain it to me like I'm a four year old. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. You just put that one on a T. Continue. Being being in a, a discussion, an argument, and your question is like, what does she? What is she going through? What is she feeling and interpreting the the argument? Um, or in what way is she interpreting the argument? And that is knowable. And and what and I have found that out, but I so I, I know and I'm like, uh and so because I know, then I realize when I have stepped across mm. the line and gone in the wrong spot. And now I know I have put her on the defense or made yeah. her feel just poorly yeah. and not deserving um, so that yeah. is, that is a possibility. Obviously the other is not, but, uh, I would love to, to know how to fully, you know, experience yourself, satisfy my, no, satisfy my <laughs> wife in all aspects of our marriage. And it's probably not possible, but it's just it's fun to strive. I think I also described the movie, what women want. Yeah, that, and you brought the, it up earlier. It's not. I don't want to. We don't want to know like everything. It's the mystery is good. That's a good point. It is good. I think ultimately we're hoping that we we do find empathy and that and that each of us, like in the marriage and the relationship, are trying to be good communicators and trying to keep short accounts. Like I think that was some of the best marriage advice I ever got when I was short accounts. Don't keep scorecard. Just. Keep on moving. Don't hang on to stuff. Don't don't let stuff sit and fester for days, weeks, months. Also, high expectations <clears throat> for you, but low expectations for your spouse. And, and if you're both yeah. doing that, it's pretty good. And asymptotically she speaking, barely if walk. You, uh, if drink you, again. He said it again. It, even though you can't experience fully what your wife experiences, but you can move towards that by being more empathetic and sympathetic and listening and pretending here that I'm married. This is what I might do one day. I don't know. Ladies, uh, Scott at brosbowlsbeer.com. approach Jimmy experiencing <laughs> send up your sister. What, uh, what she experiences. You're not going to get there, but you work towards it. But, but, but you work towards it. All right. Whoa. Well, Zach, what are we drinking now? It's just weird. Well, kids, kids, uh, earmuffs. Parents, earmuffs on the kids. This is from Revision Brewing Company. Where is Revision? And it was a revised title of the beer. Embracing the no holds barred, pure, dirty, 
It is dirty. Clean, mm. crass culture of the greatest place in the world. This beer is a reflection of the city it was born in. It's real, down to earth, and unfiltered. You don't buy this beer, you earn this beer. This beer <laughs> is repo as fuck. Reno. Reno as fuck. Oh, you, you, gosh. It doesn't say Reno? It, no. Repo? No. Gosh. Hence the gigantic letters <laughs> Guys, on the front this, of the can. Of this the- episode is called Dyslexic <laughs> as fuck. <clears throat> in, this, is in a weird, the, um, this is a weird beer. In dyslexia world, do N's turn into P's? Uh, P's? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's close enough. It's in the ball. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be owner? Oh yeah. <laughs> we doing pig Latin? Owner bay? Owner is cuff. <laughs> um Scott, don't judge my dyslexia, okay? <laughs> Nobody does dyslexia like I do dyslexia. That's, right. That's a dick comment. <laughs> Can't believe you said that. That's funny. Anyway, um, you, you guys know, we yeah. gotta we gotta move. I feel like we're drowning in the podcast right now. Are we? Yes. Okay. So we need to get up and do jumping jacks. Or? I wanted to. I wanted to. I was trying to get uh, get some clips together for tonight, but I don't have them together yet. But it's because of a film that I watched last night, a documentary. Yeah, Welcome to the Neighborhood. It's the Mister Rogers documentary. Have you guys seen this before? No. No. Yes. Um, it is moving. It is super moving. So I'm putting together some clips and and I'll bring them in. Wait, and is this the documentary on Mr. Yeah, Rogers? Yeah. Yes, we on saw Fred it. Rogers. Yes. Another teaser. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to tease that one out. I didn't. I, I <clears throat> there's some really really good moments, but that's what my comment was in the uh, cold open, which was, uh, I like you just the way you are. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yes, I saw. It I wasn't. S- I wasn't talking to you, Zach. My wife and I saw. Me. My <laughs> wife and I saw that that documentary in um, this thing uh they used to have way back in the old old world people sat next to each other yeah it was called um big it was called a there's a theater <laughs> teatre <laughs> yeah I, I loved it I, it was i mean lots of memories having been someone who grew up <clears throat> watching uh mr rogers it's a beautiful yeah, absolutely every every day almost i me. left that i left that watching that documentary going the world could use a little mr rogers right now Everyone mm. could use a little Mr. Rogers in them. I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, Am I right, guys? Absolutely. Yes. Because yeah. you just said what I said a different way. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. The world could use it. Everyone could use it. I'm that guy in the meeting. Uh, I'm, that, that, I'm that guy in the meeting. <laughs> Everyone is included in the world. We should. I, I say that after Andy and everybody goes, good. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. If the world Zach. could use it. You know what? Mars could use it. The moon could use Mr. Rogers. You know, if there's one vaccine that we need in this world, it's a Mr. Rogers. Oh, man. Biden, Biden moment. That was. That was. A Mr. Rogers. Vaccine. Okay. that's Now that's gross. <laughs> well, no. We're, this, anyway. Where his goodness is pumped into your blood. <laughs> okay, I have another question. I thought that was legit. Do you guys have anything at the forefront of your mind that you want to say right now to change this podcast? Otherwise, I have a question that's um, about Christians. That's probably a good uh, thing. I could, I, could, I could come up with something. Um, the Enneagram? Talk about the Enneagram? Really? Maybe. I don't know uh, throw out your question and then we'll just question about we'll, it. Uh, yeah. Do you want uh, to, n- so I heard that the Enneagram is not ancient. 
What qualifies as ancient? Uh, more than like 120 years old. Oh, okay. I don't know about the Enneagram enough to know when. Is there something that people are claiming about it that mm. is being debunked on this show? I don't right believe now? in astrology, so I don't know much about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I just think, I think, the, but if thank I did, you, Josh yeah, Casey. If I did, I'm a nine wing yeah, boy. The uh, people that promote it say it's ancient, um, but it's not. It was created in like the early 1900s or something. Uh, and then also the guy that made it did it through what's called automatic writing, which is typically associated with. Oh, that's autocomplete. Uh, Gmail does uh, it. It drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> which is associated with uh, more, more of a either deno- denomic, demonic possession or. That was dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> um, things like that. I don't know. Just I guess if you're into the Enneagram, it'd be something to look up because it could have origins that are a little spurious. I don't care what the origins of anything are. Ooh. And that's probably not good. If. <laughs> If the fruit of it makes you love better, uh, like Christ loved, then yeah, Christ wasn't a pragmatist. Knock yourself out. Also, I don't care what the origins of anything are. If you can find truth in it that's demonstrable and there's wisdom in it, then you can test everything and hold on to what's good. You know, the word demon isn't demonstrable. Yeah. <laughs> Intentional. Yeah. If it has demonic origins, I think it'd be something that we should be weary of, leery of. Um, yeah, because uh, we we don't understand that power, and to just be naive about it is probably not good. I'd say that's un- Ooh, unfruitful. That's an interesting point. So, uh, who wasn't uh, wasn't Jesus talking about people casting out demons in his name? But it, but it wasn't accurate. It like really wasn't in his name. They came. Yeah, the disciples came back and said, "Hey, there's um, this guy who's not part of us is doing that." Um, and he he basically just said he said hey let him do it he's not harming anybody is that was his response was also, I thought he something I thought he admonished th- somebody you're thinking su- if people come to me and say Lord Lord I I cast demons out in your name yeah I think someone got admonished I think I think that's a separate one because because uh, there's right. that one is oh okay so yeah um so there's one where um at, at the end at the, at the at the, um, I think it's the separation of the sheep and the goats, and they'll and they'll say, uh, "Gotta separate Lord, the sheep from the yeah, goats." Uh, d- Lord, didn't we? Uh, we we prophesied your name and cast the demons in your name. He said, "Depart from me." I never, me. Knew, I never you. knew you. Is, yeah. So is that someone you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah that's oh, okay. the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you're both right. Yeah. So yeah. that's is that an example of something that appears to have good fruit, casting out demons? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. It just depends on what they mean by. Don't shit on my point. D- I nailed demons. it right there. Yeah. Yes, and Andy. <laughs> it is a good. It is a good. It I is found a good the point. I found yes, him. Andy. Yeah, because it, it's it's not Jesus wasn't pragmatic. He was principled and grounded in the law of God. I think I think it's directly counter to what you said. Maybe. No, it is because because what you said was you didn't care where it came from. If yeah. the fruits were good, then it was a good thing, and that's why. I, I tried to find the one exception yeah. in well, the Bible. Because they're, they're good fruits in... Uh, <laughs> no, there's their good Andy, fruits in Islam. Thanks for shitting good, on good my point, in, Andy. Andy, when, uh, Andy, when Andy, when Zach responds, maybe... Yes, Scott? That's just his way of answering everything. It's like, maybe. <laughs> no, I still stand by my... Uh, with. For once, I'm not caveating, and now you're going to make me caveat, guys. <laughs> Actually, that was a caveat. <laughs> for once... Um, 
Well, so meta. I'm turning into myself, guys. I'm a black hole of caveat. <laughs> You've now hit Inception. Uh, yes. This is the third level. Yeah, but I can hear my own dialogue, which is unlike most Christopher <laughs> Nolan movies. <laughs> um, but I stand by if the fruit's good. Like, Take a look at demons. What do demons do? Do they do anything original? No, I think they corrupt. And oftentimes truth people get corrupted by stuff that entails that has truth in it which is what people yeah. grab onto yeah but it it gets them off the mark i guess mine's the flip side of that and uh, leaning heavily on test everything hold on to what's good i think um if there is truth in something like my brief exploration of the enneagram um does not lead me to demonic activity. It helps me understand myself and other people a little bit better. And I hold it with an open hand. I don't have like a it helps Zach fervor about it. Objectify people. Yep. <laughs> and put them into a box. Put them in categories. Put them into a box. Guy. That way I can judge I, them better. But also yeah. put yourself in a box. You're like, That's I'm who a, you are. I'm a three. It's like, myself what, in what a can box. I do? What's up in a box? Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going to. I put you in a box. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's do that Enneagram song. Let's do a cover, uh, like a parody of of the Enneagram to Dick in a Box. I like it. (laughs) We'll put it out at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Islam. There's some good stuff that comes from Islam. Uh, You know, good stuff that comes from the, what's a Baptist group. Um, So, how does that. In New York. Um, All right. Whatever it is, Westboro. Let me Westboro, go play the other good side stuff of the coin. Comes from, Baptist, from them, okay. I'll, I'll jump. Now I'm going to jump. It comes directly from their teaching. Good stuff comes directly from their teaching. Um, even even some of the teachings that you disagree with, some good stuff comes from that. Yeah. Um. Maybe. So I, I just just hold on. I, I don't. I don't think I lost uh, it. I got you, Andy. Andy was he laid out his jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but then <coughs> it floated away. Lost it. Yeah. Great. Aladdin hopped on it and flew off. <laughs> Mixing metaphors here. Jeff's <laughs> Joe moments are uh, spreading. You know the thing. <laughs> I wish I knew the thing. That's the problem. <laughs> um oh, I just What do you what do you got for us, Zach? I I uh <laughs> this is kind of I was listening to a podcast. I was gonna clip as well. I listened to a podcast provocatively titled uh, the episode title was Do Christians and Muslims Worship the Same God? It was the Unbelievable Podcast with Justin Brierley, um, which is a good podcast if you like people having civil disagreements in uh, an upstanding and good faith way. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good show. But nothing was that... I felt like they were having a civil discussion, but it was two different conversations. A lot of... Mm. A little bit going past each other. Um, but it made me think about one thing. I didn't clip anything, but one thing made me think about the question, do Christians, it's easy to see and say that Christians and Muslims don't worship the same God, or, um, even if you try to say, find the eternal truths that Islam has, um, and the eternal truths of the Bible, maybe there's some similarities here and there. There's some crossover. Um, but it's easy, it's easy to say they don't worship the same God. But, like, like I don't, I don't even know. Scott and I believe in the same God. Do Christians believe we're probably in further the same apart God? than Christians and Muslims? We might be. 
My we might. So my what, God. What do you guys think about the question? Do Christians like? At what point is it just a different interpretation of how God works? And at what point does it cross over to that's just a different God? Now, are you asking? So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> have you have you looked into the Muslims' claim about who God is? No, it was less about that. Well, that's kind of the main. Wait, point. wait, hold on. <laughs> how, I can, do, how can you come wait, to a I conclusion sp- if you haven't? You know, I haven't spoken in a while. You know, <laughs> no, it's not about Muslims. Wait, I, it started. I was listening Scott's to the been Muslim saving up. question. He hasn't been here in a month. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I I will say I think there's probably a moment where people are disagreeing and they're like, "You believe in a totally different God," just to dismiss somebody in that. How can you believe this? Like this is something that is, you know, it, it's the found. It's one of the foundations. And how can you know you believe in this? And I think at that moment there is a separation between two people, where one person is like, "I'm putting you on the other side of this this discussion, and you don't believe in the God I believe." But it's, I, I wouldn't go that far was be like we're just not in the same vein of interpretation like where is the you got you got women in ministry or not you got right same that, sex. i don't think that has to do with a like believing in a different god right, right but right. I, these are all like okay most christians would be like i don't know like they seem pretty liberal and out there but i i believe i know him enough to know he believes in jesus so i'll just leave that up to god but at a certain point, especially when it comes to like Jesus' purpose and and like what Jesus actually did, you know, Christians believe, I'll just say Christians and rabbit ears believe uh, different things. And is there a point at which it's like, oh, these are, not that there are different gods, obviously. Hopefully you don't get that from me, although Scott has accused me of that before, I think. I'm just kidding, Scott. Don't get triggered. But... <laughs> But are, is there a point where it's like, oh, I don't, I really don't think that's what the gospel means, and and therefore it's like you might think of God in a way that's too different from me. Well, yeah, I think it's important to set up criteria for analyzing the two religions and their statements. I'm uh, not talking about Muslims at all. It, that was okay. just like I was I, listening I to that. I, I, I was not, listening to the Muslim thing, uh-huh. a conversation on Christians and Muslims, and if if they're ultimately searching after the same God, it led me to thinking about like, forget that difference because most Christians will will understand or will think Muslims and Christians are not the same. They believe two totally different things about God. That's not what I'm debating. The question is like, in between Christians, at what point is it like? At what point do different Christian belief systems... Have a different God. Yeah, like Jeff. Okay, so elevator I, pitch. I, I just, I've already said, you, your you God and I is, might be too, yeah, yeah, very, very if, different. So a God that, yeah, yeah a God that doesn't. Here comes a straw man. Yeah, here comes a straw man. So correct. If I create a straw man, correct it. It's a uh, God that doesn't act in the world, a God that doesn't um, require sacrifice for sin, a God that doesn't have wrath or, or bring about justice in the world, uh, a God that, that um, he, he, Bow to human whims to sacrifice his son, even though we didn't have to. Yeah, those are probably a different, probably a different God. Yeah. So elevator pitch, 
and this is going to take discipline on all your guys' part. Let's go around the room. What is God to you, Jeff? The creator of everything. Right. That's a starting point, right? Shut the hell up. That was his answer. <laughs> Let him have that answer. But we all we all agree with that. I mean, off the top of my head, the, the creator of everything. That's what I said. It's a starting that, point. We all agree with that. So if we're trying to figure out right. the differences, so that's something we can all agree with, even Zach, right? Yeah, but you're going, I was just, let's bounce around the room. Okay, the creator just, of everything. No, no. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> elevator pitch. Elevator pitch, what is God? Oh, so yeah, then you go into the gospel. That, that God, God, that would be the starting point that that God created th- everything. And because God created thing, we're all responsible to him and that we violate his law and we can't, we can't. Uh, and we, so for that reason, you're not talking separated. about God anymore. Well, this, this is what's laid out as God. No, what is God, God is, to no, you? He said, what is God to you? Yeah. So play by my rules because, because God created us. Uh, he, he has told us certain things. One that's, of those things is okay. Right. You're not wrong, but now you're oh. teaching. no, that's interesting. Well, it's good because one of the, are, are you describing God by some of his rules? and? How, how, I'm describing him how he's revealed himself to us. And that is one of the main themes of God revealing himself to us is our responsibility to him. That's the way that we can know more of who he is. Yeah, because yeah, cause justice, love, mercy. Like, so if we, if, we, if we describe God as a God of love, if we remove us from the equation, uh, then it's like, okay, well, God loved Jesus, the Father loved the Son before the creation of the world. Okay, we can't really understand that unless we have us as a reference point. Uh, so removing us from the idea is kind of makes it I, moot. It, 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 yeah. It, it, we, we. It's hard to understand who God is without having us as a reference. We, we lose application because we have nothing to like the function of God creating humans and being on earth and then sending his son, just this perfection and being the model for what it would be to have an, just an amazing yes life to live for God, the father um, yep. through Jesus Christ, the model that like you have this great, um, cyclical thing if you could if you could actually you know function at that level and be spiritually just in tune and present with the father and there there would you know yeah there is uh there's greatness and potential potentiality <laughs> well yeah and, and god is a god of, of mercy as well and so how do you describe mercy Without without something other than right. God being there, it's it becomes difficult, mm-hmm. or or impossible. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't disagree with any of those. I think that we, I think God's character is is revealed to us in the Bible. I think God's character is revealed to us in the world around us. Um, and I think. Uh, you know, fruits of the spirit are all things that that are good descriptors of God's character. Yeah, and try to describe God without His creation. I mean, just kind of yeah. Yeah, it's worth noting too. You mentioned fruit, fruit of the spirit. Um, I don't know if you said fruits or fruit, but it's 
the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, one more beer and I can't do it that well. I don't even know if that was well, but um, <laughs> those are all wrongs. describing one thing. We, we, they're different words in English, but it's like, it's describing the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. See, I already can't do it as it's like one thing that is the fruit of the spirit, but there's just not a word to contain the meaning of it. That's okay. I mean, I, <clears throat> I don't think I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I'm no, I don't. I, yeah. I don't get, and I don't get hung up on that. I think, I think that the, the point is, I think we all kind of like are able to understand what we're supposed to from, from what's being conveyed there is that these are all like attributes, whether they exist in the single multi-flavored right. fruit, which is like a, pack of skittles and you never know what flavor you're going to get <laughs> i never got a skittle though that said like it's hard to do an elevator anger pitch. and vengeance and you know, hey man for, you just need to push, if, if i could go that if i could go back to my elevator pitch i, I would not i just can't stand for that's my, like an elevator pitch for it's an impossible question like it's a tough question it's, but it's, it's not it's question. not that it's impossible it's that there's there's too much uh, gravity uh, or not gravity there's too much complexity no there's just there's there's too much there of like what is god to you like i to say that it's life and love and everything under the sun you're still falling short absolutely so that was we talked about this a few episodes ago it was Meister Eckhart was the philosopher who had had said that the moment that you try to describe God you are falling short and so it's kind of connected to your your point that you're making is like we as humans we have to have a reference point like so we anthropomorphize God because that we we can't Oh, we have to take yeah. another drink. That was another one of the words. Maybe it's if you exceed a number of syllables. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the 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 point is is that we we in in and our human brains need to be able to figure out a way to like try to wrap our heads around somehow a, a concept of who God is. And there's the my strike arts point is like as long as you're entering into this discussion, understanding that the moment that you try to use human words to describe God, you will fall short, you know, just accept that as part of the equation. I think that's good. I think that's good for all of us. Um, it doesn't mean that we, that we don't do it. Right. Take it to extreme. It's like describe God. I can't, I can't. do it. <laughs> Descri- I can't do it. Wait, therefore I should who? not do it. Oh, now this yeah. is the right thing. To you couldn't, do. you couldn't even use the word God to describe God. Like you, <laughs> Well, you can't even ask is, the question. That there was, I mean, I'm, I'm just rabbit trailing a little bit here, but that was some of the, um, the fact that they wouldn't use like I am, right? Oh, for uh, Yahweh, yeah, yeah, Yahweh, right? The that tetragrammaton, they, and even even in even when they write the word God, did you say tetragrammaton? I wrote that yeah. at the. Uh, oh, that's the another Kern, drinking word. <laughs> I wrote that wrote that at the Kern County Fair. It almost got me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, e- even when even when um, Orthodox Jews write the word God, wait, Jew, we're supposed they, to laugh. They, 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 wait, Zach, we're supposed to laugh into the mic, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> away from the mic, a little way. Just they, off yeah, they, they they put a line for the O, so they don't. They didn't they even it. write it. So yeah, that that was yeah. that was less about uh, trying to describe God, and it was more about um, uh, respect. Right, right. But um, well, and, and and you say that we we anthropomorphize God, but. Even oh, God anthropomorphized himself to us so that we could understand. Which is pretty sweet. Which is, yeah. you know, 
It, oh man, By can that, I tie back to your question? Oh human, my gosh, that's where your question human, came from. Human beings wrote wrote the Bible and compiled, edited and compiled the Bible, and Zach, human yeah. beings are left to anthropomorphize what they believe about. Uh, uh, do you think, drink yeah. again, according guys. to Jesus? Don't let me don't <laughs> me don't let me lose this one because it's. <laughs> I think it's good because that is Jesus was answering your question, your very first question. That was God understanding what it was like to be a human by becoming a human. Ah, very good. Not bad. Very the student good. becomes the teacher. <laughs> but but Jesus told us that, that uh, you know, God commanded and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, anyway. You know the thing. You're doing yeah. a great job, Scott. I know you're like, <laughs> Scott and I are Scott's trying to be so humble. different. <laughs> We're, I think we're we're closer than uh, Scott wants to think. Man, where uh, even are you on the enneagrams? <laughs> you know, this is I'm somewhat, not into social media. This is anymore, somewhat so. like uh, children, uh, siblings. Um, like you're the favorite, and you're not, and just your perspective on like the belief system of like your parents, like you're the chosen one and I'm not. And, and, and Scott is like, Zach, you're not the chosen one. <laughs> and I am. So God loves me. Who's more the prodigal son? Because I believe in the real God. And Scott might be the chosen one right now. <laughs> I'm being a little sarcastic. <laughs> That's okay. I can't help myself, but think of, if if what if Enneagram was a social media platform? Oh my! <laughs> it's, it's not Instagram. It's Enneagram. Nice. <laughs> what gets posted there? Did you gram it? Oh yeah, I posted it. Oh gross! Not an Instagram. <laughs> Enneagram. Enneagram. My grandma's on Instagram. Did you join my eight wing three group? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an any or an Insta? My grandma's just the gram gram. Oh yeah, that's the best part of the. And Enneagrams, like you're a, you're a eight with two tendencies. Oh, nice. Or ten. Some days, but on odd days of the month, you're a two. Ooh. What you guys all need to know is that when everybody is in good health, as an eight, Scott or whatever you are, that's my guess. Zach's holding no, out his hands five. like five. he's oh, taking yeah, five. communion. I couldn't or remember. Jeff. Is it two, seven, maybe seven? I don't know. I six. thought it was an eight, seven. He's just saying numbers now. I'm just saying numbers. I know it goes up to nine, but in health, <laughs> they all operate like a healthy nine. Hey, um, I'm an 11. And I wouldn't say I'm a healthy nine. No, but I'm always I'm grumpy. So whatever that is. <laughs> what's the what's the grumpy number? But I think, okay. 66, six. What really appeals to me about about the Bible and what I believe about God, if there is a God... Oh my gosh! Is is that Jeff? Use some mic control. I'm sorry. With that comment, I blew everybody's ears up, but it was appropriate. This Continue. is what I've been saying about Zach no, for like four he, years. He's got now. your compressor up to 69, I think. Fart knockers. What did you just say? <laughs> it's if not, there, it's is not the first God? time you said it. Yeah. If if God if God is real, oh, you're holding all of this intention. Uh, like, all what's the, the time. point? Yeah. He meant to say Israel. <laughs> what is the point? Which also means if God if is real, Jesus is real. Dude, I am no, amped Jesus was up definitely now. Real. I'm amped. Jesus is definitely real. And I think I just I'm inclined, joined Scott's camp. I'm inclined to think that uh, God is a thing. 
But if God is a thing. <laughs> it's like Dawson's Creek back in the 90s. It was a thing. Just, you know, it's passing. The ironic part about this is you guys are like standing in a little bit of self-righteous judgment right now. Yeah. But none of us, none of us can know anything. So I dare say we should all have a little bit of agnostic in, in us. Mr. Rogers, I heard, was an agnostic. He's going to be- No, a, he was Presbyterian. Maybe next week when we get the clips, we'll put a little bit we'll, of him in us. We'll talk about it. But- <laughs> But- But- <laughs> Sebastian, man. Oh, my God. Uh, if God is real, and I have- That's honestly, I have to, ca- I have to say that uh, where, where I'm at right now. If he's not, what and the I heck he are is. we doing? I think God is. But God, God and the Bible teaches that- the cumulative or culminating moment of create of scripture is the restoration of all of creation. And I believe that God is a relationship. The Trinity tries to uh, crystallize it in a way that we can sort of pretend to grasp, but a relationship of self-sacrificial love that is working to, um, reconcile all things to God's self. And that's where my faith is right now. And I think that is, you can find plenty of biblical evidence for that. I know it creates a lot of problems. There's a lot of, a lot of details in between, but that's big picture where I'm at. Sweet. That's what, that's what God has been trying to do uh, is to restore uh, humanity. Yeah. You had a conference call with him creation. last week, right? We believe Scott? in the same, th- same God, but a lot of the details between now and the fulfillment of all things yeah. are very different. See, even even that even that phrase "all things," um, that's where we would we depart as well, and that's a big uh, that's a big departure uh, because because the devil will not be reconciled. Um, it's clear the Bible's clear what the the fate of the devil is. Um, so at least the devil and the false prophet and the the beast will be not reconciled uh, but the earth will be restored um, and that's what God has been trying to do uh, Jesus talked about that uh, Michael Heiser uh, Dr. Michael Heiser he has a book called Reversing Hermon and, and that's what this whole book's about it's actually really cool actually re- understanding that concept it just like op- like it makes things more clear it makes it whole which I would agree with you that, that is the overarching story it makes it more clear that that's what God is trying to do is restore humanity. And some think, oh, you know, to a Edenic, Edenic state, you know, to like where the Garden of Eden type. Oh, or uh, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, whatever that, wherever that is. But even after that reconciliation, there's still eternity after that where we have fellowship with God. Uh, and, and there are certain things that go on uh, in that state as well. Is your oh, only is disagreement there, what, what with them is the, all, is the all things? Um, no. I think... Uh, no, no, just based on what I just said. What if we don't read anything else? What? Well, hold on. What if Bill Belichick was included in the list of things that were out of the all things? Now, are you okay with it? <laughs> <laughs> You're so testing the limits. Random. You're testing the limits right now. <laughs> uh, Uncle some, Bill. Well, no, some even, would say even the recon- the reconciliation is is how hey, the, how the, the air, earth is reconciled. Take, take the air. So, out in, according Tom's balls. according to my view of reconciliation, that requires um, our sins be forgiven. And that we we are Amen. reconciled back to God, that we were separated from God and being Amen. reconciled. And Zach does not think that we are separated from God. Yeah, Actually, it. that we don't need 
Jesus that, to die for our sins. That if we I might never speak separate. for myself at yeah. this point, uh, I agree with most. Talk of what about you, how you hate all small orphan <laughs> children in <laughs> Somalia and why they're the worst. Took the <laughs> words explain right why, out of my explain, mouth. Andy. Explain why you feel that way, Andy. I'm glad you asked. I have actually got a notepad in my pocket here. Where do I start? Douchebag. Um, I agree with a lot of that, Scott. I just think... Uh, the, this is what he thinks now, the, Scott. The enemies of God. I'm, I'm resting on the words of Paul. Um, we're, we're enemies with God in our own minds. That's not what he says. Just like uh, Adam and Eve. I love how you disregard what Scott says. It's very... I mean, he... He said something. Do you respond to that? Yeah, because I agree with a lot. Except he, he, God is working to reconcile, and God is working to forgive. But in Scott's, in Scott's interpretations, God can't just forgive. God needs a blood sacrifice, and I think that is horseshit. You think Jesus? I think God can just forgive. Look, Jeff, as a father, you, in your best moment when you forgive your kids or you forgive your wife for something or you forgive yourself for something um, in your best moment, it's like the shame, the shame is gone. You don't require something from somebody else in order to forgive that person. That's at your healthiest. Like how much more is God? How much more can God just forgive? Infinitely. And I, right. I recognize this is very different from infinitely Scott. Without, like, I'm so, not, I'm so not, it, well, yeah. Infinitely without an ego attached to it. <laughs> so so let's let, so let's use that. So you your 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 kid sin, uh, sins against you, whatever, does something bad. So you punish them, take away their Xbox. Xbox. Um, right, Jinx. Tr- and drink. then without them doing anything, you give them their Xbox back. Right, but what if then? What if they they don't play it? Well, it doesn't work because what if you just what if you had a tough conversation with them about the consequences, like often the natural consequences, but you just you forgive them. The end result is you forgive them. There wasn't a I can't forgive you until I take away your Xbox. No, no. But what if what if the kid doesn't what if the kid doesn't play the Xbox? Then the kid is separated from you of their own accord. Right. They are actually separated from the Xbox. They're separated. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, I'm, I'm very lost from, in this conversation. I'm well, not. No, that's I'm the point. This, this is this I'm, is the idea of the the prodigal son. The prodigal son goes away. The right? father, the father is there. This is a great waiting. Moment. The father is there waiting, but the fa- the the son has to come back to the father. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I do and not. So that's what. That's my view. That's interesting that you see it as the the son coming back, and I see it as the father going too. When, well, so o- only when does the father? Both and. When does the father go to? You, you can't. You can't separate it because the father does go out. I think he's when, always waiting. That exactly. He, exactly. The he's father's all, always waiting. That, that's that's my view. Okay. Is, is that the father's waiting? In Zach's view, there's no waiting. There's no need to wow. wait. There's no, no need to wait. Their son's not even separated from God's point of view. In Zach's view, from God's point of no, view, the, the son's not even the gone. The father is eternally waiting okay. and that people can be separated yeah. and people, a lot like a lot of the world is separated from God, but it's not God giving the Heisman to the people. Um, it's it's people's understanding of God. It's a misappropriation of God. Yeah. If, there are of many times, many times in scripture, m- many, many times. Wait, where, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Would hold you up. say that one more, <laughs> that last part one more time? You started talking about shame and ex- 
Could you... People have all kinds of ideas about God or no God that affects how they perceive God or not God. I mean, it, where they're experiencing shame. When, when Paul says, and Scott said it doesn't mean that, but um, it says you are enemies with God in your own mind. In okay. uh, Ephesians, right. I think. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Keep going. But if you believe that's a thing, um, there's a difference between being separated from God because God won't let you in until you do a certain thing. And there's the difference between that and God always waiting, but God not... The father in the prodigal story, he can't... He can't his kid needs to hit rock bottom his kid needs to realize, mm-hmm. oh my God, I cannot, I can't do this. I totally fucked up. I need to go back. And yes, the father's not going after him and pulling him back because, you know. To force I, that, to force. As a human, it, you, right. can, you don't, you, you, I can give my keys the answer, my keys. I can give my kids, that's dyslexic. The goal, my like, kids, the, the answer keys to life right. because I've experienced. And we've talked about this about like, I'm going to give you golden advice. Right. Like my advice but is gold. Until here. they experience it, right. they will not but change the, and the, learn. The prodigal story isn't, isn't just a, isn't, it, it could have implications for this life, but it's not, it's not a, mainly about this life. It's about the eternal life, it's about salvation. It's about returning to God. It's really about the Jews returning to God. Um, that's the main the main point because they they left him. But over and over, over and over, it, it talks about how God doesn't listen to people's prayers because they don't repent. That G- Jesus says that if you reject me before men, I will reject you before my Father who is in heaven. There are many many references to God turning his back on people that do not repent and return back so, to him. Uh- I recognize that. And on that note, back to anthropomorphizing the, the Bible. Shoot, I got a drink. God's people, uh, anthropomorphizing God. No, it's not the syllables, Andy. I see you that's counting six. your fingers. That's six. I think I win. It's more of the game. pronunciation of words that we've never heard before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's a good rule going forward. If at any time somebody says a word where one of us is like, it was like, what, what the that hell mean? was that? <laughs> that counts. Was that a Joe Biden word? <laughs> Continue. Um, Bojangles. But do you leave any? Bojangles. This is another, probably another difference, and this is not to like start a new debate, but just for clarification. God forbid we have a debate here. Um, by the way, I, this is a great conversation. God forbid we stick on a topic. I know. <laughs> but, hey, at least we went deep on a couple different things. Well, don't, don't abandon it yet because I still have a couple. So no, if you I are going to abandon it, can you hang on no, to I'm it? No, I'm not. I'm okay. not. Um, okay. God, the, God's people or people writing about God in the Bible, um, is there any room for their anthropomorphizing God based on their current lived experience in their cultural context, but it's not a complete view of, of what God's doing. <laughs> um, that is a new topic. Can you hold on to it? Well, no. But, yeah. Yeah. I can, I, can, I can answer it briefly. Only, only, I only ask because like you're referencing, referencing scripture in a way that is different than me. But what if we'd limit it to what Jesus said? If you, so if we take that, these, these are Jesus words. 
Jesus says, if you deny me before the Father, I will deny you But before... even then, this is not Jesus writing it. This is people writing about Jesus for with their own lens. Right. It's but, going through their lens. They have their own purposes doing it. It doesn't mean it's false, but it means they there's an agenda there by the writer. Because because that's it that's the theme throughout that the is whole still less than God. The the that's the theme throughout the whole Bible is this idea that from the beginning, from the garden, we're separated from God, and that's the whole. God is working to restore us, and he and if people reject him, if they turn against him, then he rejects them. That that's throughout from the beginning throughout. So Jesus saying, Jesus saying, in it, God's view, this is my problem with with what's um, your problem, Zach? With Scott's God. What's your problem with God? <laughs> my problem with Scott's God is oh, that, Scott's God is that God. God's view of reconciliation is not much better than the best we can do. Uh, well, no, no, you're you're saying you're you're saying that God can just forgive, but God, from what is revealed in the Bible, that that's not the case. Yeah. God doesn't God doesn't just forgive. So if you're if you're going to try to come up with a conception of God, where do you get your information? the The Bible is clear on that that God can't just forgive. All the stories are about repentance turning to him. That he, True. Jesus says he's holding his arms out all day long to a obstinate and rebellious people. They don't they don't return to, they don't return to him. They you might be conflating him. forgiveness and reconciliation, but Andy um, well, yes, and that is back to the well, father I, waiting and I waiting think, well, no, for them no, to I think come back. There's, the, no, there's I, no reconciliation without forgiveness. I think the repentance looks really different too throughout the Bible. Like the actions of repentance look very different. Um let's go with maybe it's it's but if we go it's still repentance because i'm not sure what, what i, I you didn't mean. say that they're that it's not repentance i just meant right. that it's not it's not a, a tight formula like do x do y do z and then and then uh, it, it's achieved right, right it's just stop stop going after pagan idols and, and obey my my laws yeah <laughs> i mean that's well, that, kind of that's a actually basic. different than repentance uh ceasing is not is not necessarily repentance uh well part yeah that's part of it. There's a recognition yeah. that that uh, that yes, I need to change what I'm doing, be- and it is because what I was doing, uh, I recognize, wasn't what God wanted. Yeah, no, but, but was, the so, point the point is like if I got tired of it and I stopped doing it, that would not be repentance, right? That's that's the point that I'm trying to make there. Uh, sure, okay, yeah. If you if you yeah, making that distinction, sure. But if you're actively pursuing I something, tired, okay, Scott, I just yeah. got tired of Scott. killing people. But before, no, 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 no. Hold on, I, I hold do. On, hold I, on, hold on, hold on. I do want to get to this because there was a point that got, gosh darn it that I've been he, he's I've been, been looking at the I've been sitting Bible. on this for like 15 minutes because we went down seven, seventy three different rabbit holes. I couldn't get a word. It would in not edgewise. be this podcast. I if wanted we to didn't. get back that's to the prodigal. Continue. I am getting back to the prodigal. Fantastic! Because we're right there. Are we talking about the thriller, uh, thriller drama on CBS? Is it CBS? Keep going. God damn it! Uh, you need to repent. So I think um, I think you're right. There there are there are a few things though that are going on with the with the the um, you think story Scott's of the prodigal right son. I think you're partially right. It's not just about Israel though, because right uh, there is there is a portion of the story which is dedicated to the other son who's sitting there and going like, what, what, how, how could you, how could you be fine with this? Right. Right. And, you know, and I actually might've got it backwards that the prodigal, it, the, the Israel is the older son. It, uh, Israel is the older son. Yeah. I might've, I might've got it backwards. Yeah, and that ahead. the Gentiles are the, 
Prodigon? E- either the Gentiles or, said or the Southern King. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it could, it could, the, the, the other one could be um, representative of either the Gentiles or like the Southern Kingdom as opposed to the Northern Kingdom, how they split. But anyway. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Sure. So so I did have this thought, which is I, I recognize and I appreciate that um, it's important to rec- to view the Bible in its historical context, and I understand that there's different types of writing throughout the Bible, whether it's um, narrative or it's historical or it's poetic, um, and that each of these things are are used in different ways, right? And in the same breath, I have to believe in a God who had an idea that in the future these works these these writings would maintain, and and that they would be read by people thousands and thousands of years from now who may or may not have that context always. And so I, I don't know what the term is. I'm sure there's a term for this that, that is like the, the universal unending um, truth of, of scripture that, that is somewhat transcendent of, of, uh, of it's all the deep knowledge of all the context. I mean, even the best scholars, like we, we can't all maintain full context, right? And right. So, so the point that I'm trying to make here very long winded is like as as we examine. You deserve it though at this point. <laughs> I've, I've been saving up. Unfortunately, I've been drinking in my silence, so I'm losing track. Uh, but the but uh, the, I think the point that I'm trying to make here is like, have you guys thought about this this point that like God God knew that we as a people would be here in this moment, and that we would be reading the Bible, and and that he is he has been influencing. He, he was influencing scripture from the beginning, from both from the moments that it was occurring to the moments right. it was recorded right. to the moments it was translated and so on and so forth. Maybe not the, well, I go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. It just, just, just pick from, uh, from the beginning of time until yeah. we're receiving it now and knowing we're going to be receiving scripture at this point in time. And, and he knows that we'll receive it differently than if you walk back through the timeline of history. Yeah, seeing it differently because I don't think anything was ordained in that we would see it at this moment and we would see it this way. I think there's a, the spiritual aspect of it of God's that spirit that transcends like how we see the world through the lens of God through. Um, the life of Jesus. I think there's something there that you used a lot of words, but I don't know what you're saying. But my well, question no, is like, do you think God knew that you're asking if I'm asking if, if God, if what was then he was, he looked, he, he looked ahead uh, he and was like, yes, projected this, this will forward apply. And said they will see it yeah. this way. Yeah. Well, I, maybe, so I think if we take it out, not but, that they will see it this way, but they will not have the background that the original audience had. And so there's a natural. I don't see it as that way. I of, see it as the being present with the spirit of God that you'll you'll know you'll interpret His world in a way that you will act upon. Um, you could look back in the Bible and find places where it was like where there's a parable or like the prodigal son, like how we forgive and how we are, are, are um, empathetic and we, we, we bring, we yeah. love the son just even regardless of anything. But I think that's, that's 
a uh, infinite um, characteristic of God is like, yeah, we all matter. agree. We all right, agree but, that God is more than we can understand. However, He's revealed Himself. No, it's how has He revealed Himself? Yes how has He no. preserved His re- revelation to us? And then, yeah. how do how do we interact with that text? What do we? What are we missing? Humans have yeah. interacted with this text so differently over thousands of years, like so differently. Yeah. And, and and so so my question is like, knowing that does did did God know that? And if God knew that, was there something that He was doing from the beginning of time to influence so that so that the truth might be, even though the truth is received differently, would still do what it was supposed to do, regardless of the time and culture? Confrontation. No, answer my question. Don't change. What no, are you I think about? he knew there would like just as an example. I think he knew there would be confrontation. I feel like you're flipping open no, a dictionary and picking words to say. No, Andy, that people would people would interpret it totally different, yeah. and that would create Swallowing. conflict and yeah, confrontation. That's... But there was something within God that people would be able to still interact and. And but even that, but even that, build community within. There, there that. was confrontation back even back in the old 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 Testament. There was, there was confrontation. There were disagreements back then. People it, were fighting and, and dinosaurs. Even now, I, I know you're in the to, Old Testament. They they were not. Um, what's the word for? Well, you're going to bring up a new subject. Believe, but go ahead. No, but just <laughs> the differences of thought. Smart like, oh. belie- believing in. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. Uh, they didn't believe there was just one God. Yes, like, they did. There were there was a <laughs> they used different words for God. There was different um for for different reasons because it was compiled and, and made by different people. Um which is a separate See, conversation. A different, different I, I, I can boil I can, <laughs> but they, they used but. There, there are the the word Yahweh is different than the other words for God. Like there are different words for God. Some are singular and some are plural. But they they don't have the Does same. Does that mean function. that's a different God? They they, they what, what does the, the Ten Commandments say? You shall have no other gods before me. What does that imply? No, there, it's, it's a misconception. A we're going to get away on another another I topic. Do, I do like that. Yeah, you but, did try to drag us in, but we're not going to fall for it this time, my, Zach. My point was there. There is an evolving, and Hebrews proves this. Uh, there's an evolving understanding in. of who God is. When David in the Bible, Zach, you're getting way off I topic. Know, no, I'm. I don't think I am. <laughs> God, come back to stay, God. Stay Zach. with me. Stay with me. I could boil mine down to because one we go down this. Though. I have a lot to say about what you're you saying. I know you do, but I'm going to ask you to have self control as I lot. have had self control and let you. Just and he's have got comments. one sentence. That's what Fred Rogers talked about: self control. David's understanding of God was less than our understanding of God, partly because of the entirety of Scripture, and be, and because David didn't have Jesus. This is a good thing. Um, God is like, I think Brian Zahn has said, or he might be quoting somebody, God is like Jesus. He's always been like Jesus. There's never been a time when God has not been like Jesus. We haven't always known this, but we do now. And this is a good thing. David didn't have that. He the didn't writers of the Old Testament didn't have that. They didn't have that understanding of God. They had they got, They caught glimpses. Um, but but obviously the, the rub is Scott and I read the Bible very differently. So, but that was my that's my point. It's like there's the understanding of God progresses throughout the Bible. That's defined differently by different people. 
but I think we can generally agree that is a thing. So if David had known more about God, he just would have appreciated God even more. He wouldn't have even talked well, about Bathsheba. Might not, he might have known that God wasn't going to throw <laughs> his enemies' babies off the cliff. Uh, well, I, I, oh, I, I think I think that's. Oh, a, God. I, I think there's a little bit of a of a misnomer. I think I I think David knew more about God than than we do than we understand. Um, he he might not have had the Jesus aspect, but he had the forgiveness of God, and he had the repentance and the contrite heart. Understanding that, understanding he didn't God, feel contrite until Samuel called him out. E- either way, either you said this wasn't a a, a diversion, but it's a total diversion. Well, he just diverted it. No, <laughs> and, and Hebrews. Now you're deflecting. I'm, and then I'm Hebrews for talk I'm, about so, Hebrew, you talk about Hebrews. No, no uh, saying that, something different about God. Hebrews makes it explicit that sacrifice is required. So to to point to Hebrews, I understand this is a diversion, yeah. Scott. My I apologize point, to the listener. <laughs> my point is to all you guys generally. Is the knowledge of God unfolding throughout Scripture? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't contradict itself. But it, there That's is not what he answers the question. Yes, of, of course it is. That's not a controversial statement. Wow. The wisdom, did, of, the wisdom of God is unfolding throughout sentence. Scripture. Yes, that is. But the, the point that <laughs> I'm I was trying to eliminate rabbit holes. The does the truth of Scripture is the truth of Scripture transcendent throughout time and cultures interpretations and that that's the point that i'm trying to make which is like was god able to influence sculpture sculpture scripture in such a way i think it's all yes such such a way though that he that he would anticipate culture will change and and this will be able to transcend through culture changing and interpretations changing and that the truth will remain i don't think that. any of it mattered i think yes Yes, and it didn't even matter. Cultures, none of that mattered. I don't think culture or countries or whatever mattered. There was something. There's something worldly, culture, and there's something yeah. spiritual, which is where God rests. He rests in the world, but also in the spiritual realm. And I don't. I. I. I understand your question of like. Could he foresee? Absolutely. He's all-knowing. He's all-everything. He's the creator of everything. So knowing where the direction people would go was, you know, that's not even, that's a moot point. Like, he knew. He he knew the people would go right, wrong. They would have great challenges. But would they come back, going back to the prodigal son, would they come back to the father? Would they come back to the foundation of God and their beliefs and the foundation of just, I, I, I've got to find um, Jesus or God or whatever, you know, during your struggles, find that place where I'm present with, with, with my God. And there, I think throughout time, go 2000 years back or today, I don't think it's ever changed. I think God knew that there's just, there's one way, and it's it's God's way, and it's easy to get on that path. It's hard to stay on it, but it's but there is a like what do they say in uh, the Star Wars thing? Like this is the way, and I think God knew that. Yeah, and I think the if we the truth does transcend culture and time and space and all that. Um, the question is. Who has the truth? 
Does anyone have the truth? Well, the Mandalorian does. The Mandalorian. And, but then also, what's the criteria for helping us to determine or get us close to the truth? Uh, yeah, if we have a wrong conception of the culture, then we can, we'll get it wrong, probably. But we, we can also, it's simple enough where we can not really know much about the culture and still have a really good idea of what's going on. So I think in the preservation, I think God did preserve it that way. That there are very complex things that that require us to know the culture. Yeah. But then things that God has preserved it in a way that, or revealed himself in a way that uh, we can understand it just with, yeah, without even knowing, knowing the culture. <laughs> so it's like, did they foresee like homosexuality being such a huge who did who for topic like God seeing homosexuality is such a huge thing and transgenders and sex changes and all of this being such a huge thing in society. I don't think any of it matters because when, it's, when you say it doesn't, it's just, okay, it's not difficult matter, to just not like matter, talk about not, rabbit okay, holes. Okay. Not yeah. matter. Okay. Not matter dismissing, but matter instill the foundations of God's love. Like, I will be here waiting. I'm knocking every day. And if you want, if you will join me, I'm here to love you. Um, and, and I think that part's ex- clear. I think, I think we get it's that. Simple. It's less about it. But my question is less about what is coming from God. And it's more about how humanity receives the message. Yeah, and Peter makes a Peter makes a pretty clear statement. He says uh, that no no prophecy of Scripture came about by one's own interpretation, but men um, men uh, as they were moved along by God wrote down Scripture. Yeah, paraphrasing. Sure, right. And that that's and that's pretty clear. And that's that's Peter's Peter's conception, and it's referring mainly to the Old Testament, and then of course whatever was written of the New Testament at that time. Um, so, it, and then Jesus doesn't, he, he doesn't contradict the Old Testament. He, he always affirms it. So, th- those ideas, it, they're, they're preserved. And then we, we know more about... He affirms it by saying things like, you have heard it said, but I say. Yeah, and, and then he, he makes the Old Testament commandments more stringent. So, like he says, don't have, don't have uh, you know, don't commit adultery I rest my physically. Case. But he says, no, that's, that's not even good enough. Don't even lust after a woman, making it more I got sure. you. making it more yeah. difficult. That's it's odd. I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, understanding where we, are, I think, guys, we are starting to land this. Plane. Let's get this podcast started. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I are just you guys wanna... ready? I got a question for you. <laughs> Is this Joe Rogan? Yeah. Um, uh, we've never had a five-hour podcast. <laughs> no, but and we're um, not going to start tonight. Okay, no, I think not. this is going to be pretty short. I actually got, they're kind of- Okay, then not, never mind. No, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something to add to finish that plane? Like landing? No, if you need to say something regarding what he just need, happened. No, I do don't. I'm, I'm done with them. <laughs> <laughs> I Can you pin it? 
in your brain? God darn it. I don't think anyone ever addressed no. my question. What is your question? We can never we do a, got can there. Can we do like an elevator answer? No, no, we can't. No, it, we've gone past it. No, we can't. We Dude, can't. We can't. We're at 127. Wait, your question was un... Well, they can't. Give me your question and I'll elevator no, answer his it. Qu- it's okay. No, his question... How dare you? It's no. okay. Okay, why well, was just silent for Andy, the Andy, I no, felt like we... we move on. I felt like we kind of answered your question. No, I think way, it. you're not accepting. You have a you have a picture. Andy, oh, there were a lot of you words. You have an answer too. in your head of what that looks like, and we didn't answer it the <laughs> way that you you might be right. Thought Jeff. It would be answered. You might be right. You could be right. I mean, because I felt the like question I is, answered did, did your God question. Know. I think. Uh, Well, the question, yeah. You put expectations on us. I did put expectations on you. Well, I'm not going to ask any question or take any bet that I don't know how it's going to work out. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll end with you telling people what the answer is. I, I definitely I definitely <laughs> think, since you asked what my opinion was, Jeff, <laughs> I, th- I think God by had the way, I, had By the way, a, I like your Reno 911 look with your mustache <laughs> It took an hour and 30 minutes, listeners, for them to finally notice that I'd shaved down to just a mustache, and it's glorious, and it's very Reno 911. He's also got cut-off jean shorts. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Lieutenant J. Dangle-inspired. Mm. And I'm putting the dangle in it. Anyway. That's a dangle in Vegas. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 think that, um, I think that humanity has received and interpreted scripture very differently throughout culture. If we if we just think about the way that the human brain learns now and knowing that that even today, even within the like the last 15, 20 years that Google has changed the way that people learn. And we talked about that with Josh Casey right. a couple episodes ago. Like, you know, the fact that people just Google things rather than think about like try to sort them out. Like it's I actually brought that conversation in my class. Did you really? I did. I'm not gonna let you derail me. I almost derailed myself. But go ahead. But knowing that um Knowing that that humanity changes through times and the through time and the way that we engage with um, as as a culture with scripture will naturally also change. Like it's it's not reasonable to think that we wouldn't also modify and change how we engage with scope with with scripture. I think um, I think God has known that the entire time. I think God has known that in a way that would allow humans interpretations of scripture to modify and change and yet it to still be 100% true, which seems kind of crazy. And I don't fully understand the statement myself as I say it, because it, it kind of, there's, there, there's an edge to that, by the way, I don't mean it like as total open interpretation of everything in, in any way, but as it is mod as it is modified and changed. Um, I see, I, I can see that God having known that and known kind of what to your point was earlier, like God's end game, his plan is ultimately, um, to the listener. He, he pointed at me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Scott. That's right. Scott, as, as Scott's <laughs> representative, Scott, number one. Oh no, Scott, number two. Scott two. You're Scott one. Yeah. Uh, Zach's taking a crap. I, I think, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what, so, so two. I think that, I think that God, can fully do that and and uh, that his, that he's able to have his truth transcend and and overcome human interpretation and still shine through shine it's through a simple that. answer right oh yeah, mm, yeah. No, i simple. think it is i think we i'm not i'm not 
<laughs> poking guess, fun. So I, I guess the answer is yes. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Thank you. I would prefer a question mark after that. Yes. You know, yes. Well, well and then and then also, um, I don't think that we're smarter than people back then. They're they were plenty smart. And I wasn't saying smart, by the way. Different I never said that, but I'm just kind of a different... But we see it differently. Yeah, that's... A uh, different stream. Yeah, totally. No, different, but, yeah. different lenses. But with less distractions. It's fair They're to say we're much more focused. They had their own Maybe distractions. Just different sure. distractions. But potentially. Yeah, when you're trying to not die. Man, look at that cloud up there. There's another cloud over there. Man, there's clouds everywhere. Oh, shit. I'm distracted. Oh, shit. What was I doing? Oh, what? the plow got away from me. Why is the bush on fire? Now, oh, man. Now, uh, I wanted to say one quick thing on... Oh, make it quick. Reconciliation. That cloud looks like a lady. Because um, I had something with Jesus in the timing of when he came, but... Oh, yeah. man, I lusted. <laughs> well, well, we'll save that answer for all of humanity. Is it a sin if it's for cloud lust? Rose Bible's mirror. Um... Scott, I'm just going to use you as an example. You've been doing that for many years. Um, that Scott, you can't, you can forgive your dad. And I, I'm not thinking of anything specific. But we only you have can five forgive your dad, here. but you and your dad aren't reconciled. It takes your dad as well. But forgiveness is possible without requiring anything from your dad. And that was a thought that struck me like an hour ago that I surprisingly didn't get lost in the ether. Um, and I think that's just one small example about the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. And having said that, um, I will say I, I am really glad you're back, Scott. Like I, I lost my temper for a second and which reveals my engaging with Scott muscle has atrophied because you've been gone uh but i and that's why I, that's why i go away every once in a while you yeah because you so you can come back and drop the hammer yeah, just, on me and, and then i'll probably be gone for two weeks again yeah absence too makes much, the heart grow fonder too much scott you know it's just no no just, and judgment at the right hand of scott <laughs> i i'm glad you're back that's my fault scott. i I I overdo it. I I get it. No, that's not what I said. No, I, I no that's, fire that's fine. and brimstone from Scott. No, that's fine, Zach. How I just dare said... you hijack my loving embrace of Scott? No, and and, his, and you yeah. try to turn it on him, and now he has a shame complex. No, I I I just He's interpret go it home and ask for forgiveness so many times. I just interpret it however you know, just know. like God speaking. You yeah, know, we just interpret it however for sure. <laughs> um, well, that condescension aside. Um, <laughs> What are you guys consuming? I am consuming the show Marcella. It is on Netflix. It is a investigator. It is a police drama investigation of murder, and a woman's very good at uncovering who done it. And uh, she a detective. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been consuming. And I've also been consuming Proverbs and John oh. uh, daily. And it's been good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Proverbs and like the gospel of John. Just John. <laughs> daily. Who's John? John Daly. John Daly. He's the golfer. John <laughs> Daly. We're watching his long drive <laughs> contest on YouTube. Is he still blowing a he- Does he still have a Maybe. heater in his mouth? Maybe he still Proverbs. has a cigar in his mouth when he's driving. Man, can hit the he's, ball 450 yards. It's amazing. He, he said, uh, he Should said, do some uh, golf after this. Someone asked him, uh, how come he doesn't go to the gym? He's like, well, 
Because they don't allow smoking at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you did mean the Gospel of John. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Consuming it daily. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to chapter four. <laughs> I believe that's the uh, the lady, you know, by the well. <laughs> Is this the John Daly soundtrack? <laughs> Shut the heck up, dude. Oh, yeah. This is John it is. Daly. John Daly came out with an album. Is it a golfer? Is this is a. You know what? That's just a bad. spoken word album. Oh, geez. I had a problem with that today. That sounds good. I hit it hard, man. You know, I love that he's able to take the game of golf and the lessons that we can all learn and all those analogies and apply it to life. No land up. I hard, man. I'm going long. I think it's because he's broke. Just rip it and go strong. Joan Daly time. 2010. Oh, wow. Who's next? Scott? Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, uh, thanks, guys, for having me back. Um... (laughs) For the record, we don't have you back. You have a seat every <laughs> right. week. Oh my gosh! I yeah, I've were, kind there, of, were there uh, insecurities walking into the home today? A little bit. Like, Am I going to the fired? studio? My dog didn't even recognize you. Yeah, although yeah. she did the same thing that she does every week, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I I'm just on my you know continuing to watch YouTube a lot. Um, but uh, so like Jeff, uh, yeah, I've been uh, looking at Romans, the Book of Romans, trying to understand that better and it's really it's actually really cool can you believe that attorneys in england had to memorize romans because it was such a sound argument yeah and the argument like the first 11 chapters is like one big argument it's interesting kind of like this podcast yeah about the gentiles that the gentiles kind of argument being uh being made righteous by faith yeah, I mean, John, you know what? Going back to John Daly, mm-hmm. he loved Romans. He thought Caesar was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This episode's going to be called John Daly AF. <laughs> um, Wait, I, were you done there, Scott? Sure. <laughs> YouTube and uh, Romans? <laughs> lots of And lots of work? We, we call yeah. it the YouTubes. The YouTubes. Yeah. I, I deleted YouTube off my phone. I wasn't, uh, I was just, Spending too much time on it. It hasn't stopped you from sharing YouTube videos with us, though. Yeah, absolutely. Which what was the last one I shared with you? Uh, you you got shared like, daily got like two yesterday. No. No. Uh, maybe yes. I brought, maybe I re-downloaded it <laughs> and then I deleted it again. Uh, I deleted it for a while and then I did re-download it. Then I deleted it again. I daily. So yeah, daily. <laughs> daily, I did it. I uh, the the wife and kids were gone. Well, one of the kids was gone this weekend camping, so I got to do whatever I wanted to, which generally results in me um, losing track of time and looking down the clock, and being like, "It's three o'clock. Why am I feeling like I'm about to pass out?" Oh, that's because I haven't eaten all day. Same man. But I played a video game, Days Gone, which is like um, the Walking Dead. Plus Red Dead Redemption plus Grand Theft Auto put is together. Is that the what the protagonist is the guy He's from the, the Walking Dead? It's not actually. I know, but it, they it's use all his very body. like tro- 
Oh, I don't know. No, it's not. I know who you're What's talking about. What's that game? It's a different game. You that. played it though. Yeah. It's no, this is different. Anyway, um, the crossbowman is who I was thinking. Of. So, so I played that for a lot of hours and then, and I haven't played video games in like a month. And then I watched the, the Fred Rogers documentary and so much of, of what he was talking about was just a lot of goodness in the world and being a good person and good input and things like that. And conviction's not the right word to use, but I was like, whoa, um, I'm really moved by this documentary and, and I'm recognizing that what he says has a lot of truth to it. And if, if the inputs into my life are negative things, the context was he was, he was talking about this with, in context of kids and what TV was doing for kids. And that there was a lot of just like violent and negative things. And actually he even said like the, um, the dignity of humanity. And they were kind of showing clips of, of goofy things and people getting hit with pies and, and they're like, it's just fun, whatever. And, and his, his like deeper point that he was trying to make was that there's dignity and humanity that's being lost when we were teaching this to kids. And, and this is a foundational um, belief structure that we, that is important for us as humans to build our lives on. So, um, so yeah, so I, yeah, maybe the right word is convicted. I felt, I felt like, gosh, I, I need to be more thoughtful about the inputs into my life. And I mean, I just watched this last night, but it kind of made me think that, you know, that game like days gone is gnarly and you're killing people and you're killing zombies and, and it's definitely negative input. And Mm -hmm. I kind of like went across other areas of my life and thought about just other inputs and went, well, what if I was more thoughtful about the inputs into my life? What what would that produce in me? Mm. So, that's good. It's a movie I don't want to say it's convicting, but it's good. So I will put together. Uh, I'll put together some clips, and and we can talk about some of the like precepts that Fred Rogers puts forward. And I think that they're really deep. Um, I mean, he was a Christian, and he was an ordained minister but um but the truths that he talks about i think are very are very deep and very introspective and like he was methodist though that doesn't count right? no he Scott? was presbyterian, presbyterian. Okay. okay okay so then he's probably yeah <laughs> okay he's good probably good. he's probably all right although there's there's streams of that where but such a sweet man and someone who um yeah like i said at the beginning of the podcast it would be it would be nice to have his voice in the world today that is so good, Andy, and it just is going to shed some light on the shallow nature of what I've been consuming. Um, I watched uh, Dumb and Dumber with my kids. <laughs> Which is Slippy, awesome. slappy. I watched Dumb and Dumber with my kids, and um, there was a couple of spots that I was ready for. I've watched that movie a hundred times, and maybe even more. And uh, I know the moments to skip. There's a couple of them. I mean, in addition to like, oh yeah, some of the minor language that some people don't like. I get it. Yeah. But um, man, just being able, to, my daughter, my oldest daughter, was like, "This looks stupid." I'm like, "No, it, it's dumb." It is. It's dumb. And and dumber. you need to just like lower your expectations and enjoy this. This is one of the great comedies. Yeah. Of all time and space, and she did, and it was great. And it was a great bonding moment. And I, I got distracted by a phone call, a uh, joint phone call with my wife and somebody else. 
while they were still watching, and I saw that the scene, the bathroom scene where he loses yes. his shit, literally, I saw it was coming up, <laughs> and I excused myself, and I'm like, I need to watch this with my daughters. Oh, uh, that's so good. And so I got to experience them being like, <laughs> oh my God, what is happening right now? Um, so it was great. It was fun. Good bonding moment. And in addition to that, the album by Royal Blood came out um, called Typhoons. And that's the bed that I've laid underneath uh, my voice right now. I think you texted me with a link and just said, finally. Yeah, they've been trickling out songs here and there. It's extremely well produced. Um, very tight, good songwriting. Who produced it? The guy Josh Hom from, Hamm from Josh Queen, Hamm. Queens of the Stone Age. And so you can... Once you said that, I got it. It's like, yeah, I could see his influence. They're a, and you can chip in anytime. They're a bass and drum it's, duo. It's the most brilliant uh, uh, business model of any band ever. Two people, just two dudes, bass and drums. But when you hear it, you're like, no, there's more things going on. And they do have extra production in this one. But this if you one go more back, than the other ones, yes, I've seen them live and. When I first listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah, there's bass, guitar, and drums. Nope, just bass and drums. It's weird, but it's amazing. Royal Blood. Yeah, so it's great. If you listen to the whole thing in its entirety, it does get like, okay, I can see some of the patterns. They're repeating. Yeah. But if you take it in like a three-song spurt, it almost does, doesn't matter which songs you pick. It's just good. It's fun. It's it's rock, but it's also kind of dancey and electronic. And it's, I don't know, I'm really digging on it. Well, that's good. So we don't have any uh, we don't have any listener feedback, but that I know of. I actually didn't look it up. Oh, <laughs> all right, that's but okay. Scott got put on blast. Jimmy called you out for not. It's uh, true. Oh, really? He was yeah, disappointed you... because I didn't give him an address to send beer to us, and you didn't follow up with uh, the blind date thing. This goes back a while, oh. but you missed it because it was a couple episodes ago. <laughs> but maybe you could rekindle that. Maybe yeah, I have yeah. to. She's probably married already. Jimmy hit us up. If she's still single and she wants to blind date, Scott is dateable. Are you dateable? We can meet in Bakersfield. Oh, we should go to Dionysus Brewery. I'm saying this as if we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will. We'll oh, say yeah, that. Actually, yeah. let me bet uh, this back. If you're there, can you pick up a couple things for the podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, so you can get at us on the socials at Bros Bibles uh, Beer. Not uh, there's no uh in there. It's just Bros, Bros, Bros Bibles Beer. beer. Uh, you can email us, brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, anchor.fm slash bbbpod. Don't sound so excited. Love you guys. Grace, peace, cheers. Right, guys? Yeah, we apologize for 96 minutes of this podcast. <laughs>